0: Of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, Amen. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be pleasing to the Lord, our Rock and Redeemer. Glory to Jesus Christ. Glory forever. Last night, when we gathered for vespers to commemorate Hermaleus, the teacher and baptizer of Saint Pantaleon, we talked about. Question, what is healing for? What is healing for? It's fairly obvious what it is for when we're praying for others who are, especially for physical ailments and so on. But there are other deeper dimensions to healing where it becomes more difficult and more fraught, and we find that sometimes we're afraid to be healed. Part of the reason for our fear, I think, of being healed has to do with the connection which we find in tonight's readings between healing and martyrdom. Martyr means witness. We take that Greek word and we specialize it and when we use it to refer to those who give witness by dying for christ but every witness for christ is a martyr in greek that's what the word means martyr is witness and witness is a martyr and my suggestion this evening about the depth and meaning of healing is that it's inextricably connected with martyrdom with giving witness Not only is it through the merits and prayers of martyrs that we receive healing, but in receiving healing, we become witnesses. We become martyrs in turn. In the first reading from Isaiah, we're given a picture of the Lord's spiritual warfare. He's waging battle for the hearts of his people, our hearts, our loyalty, and he's saying, I've initiated a contest between those other gods and me, and you're going to be my witnesses of my victory, of my victory, you're going to be my witnesses. Let them produce their witnesses, he said, to prove themselves right, you are my witnesses. I have chosen my servants to know and believe in me and understand that I am God. In the life of St. Pantaleon, and especially in his trial, it was a battle between the pagan gods of Greco-Roman culture and the true God of Jesus Christ. That was the battle and the drama of his martyr act. Clear. And just as his healings come from the name of Christ, so his testimony, his witness is for Christ in the name of Christ, and in it he overcomes the deeds of those other gods. You are my witnesses. If we have been chosen to experience his healing, we have been chosen to be His witnesses, his martyrs. When we move to the second reading from the Book of Wisdom, we receive one of those bright moments of affirmation of the Lord's fidelity to his witnesses, that they will not end up in the grave alongside the wicked, but the death of the righteous is blessed. The souls of the righteous are in the hand of God and no torment shall touch them. They seemed in the view of the foolish to be dead and their passing away was thought an affliction and their going forth from us other destruction. But they are in peace. More than that, more than being at peace after their death, They have been in their life chastised a little, and thus they shall be greatly blessed. God tried them and found them worthy of himself. As gold in the furnace he proved them, and as sacrificial offerings he took them to himself. It's not a trivial thing to be a witness to the Lord, for... He wishes us to be pure and beautiful witnesses of Him. He tries us through the tribulations of this life, through sickness and health and wealth and poverty and affliction and stress and everything that we go through is part of our lives. He is he's refining us, burning away all that stuff that is not gold so that the gold is left in the cauldron. And everything else is removed. And then there we are, bright, shining lights, he says, like sparks darting around in the stubble, setting it afire. But we are light bearers. St. Paul gives us the image in his letter to the Colossians um, or the Philippians that we're like stars shining in the night. That's what it means to be a purified, sanctified witness. To the Lord. In the time of their judgment, they shall shine and dart about as sparks through stubble. They shall judge nations and rule over peoples, and the Lord shall be their king forever. They shall rule over peoples. Our call is not just to enjoy the kingdom of heaven as servants of the kingdom, but to inherit kingship with the Lord, to reign with him. And so, when Christ saves his servant Pantelemon, how does he do it? According to the act, there's, I think, three different times where it says that Christ came to Pantelemon in the form of Hermelaus. So a saint was saved by Christ through a saint. Witnesses, true witnesses, pure witnesses become transparent to Christ himself. Our divinization that we talk about within the Eastern tradition is really Christification, to be made Christ-like, to be made Christ, to become transparent to him. And sometimes... Sometimes that role that we're given in the kingdom of heaven is to be healers, to be physicians of souls and bodies. And that's the place that was given to Pantelemon. And when we come to him and seek his intercession, we honor the gift that the Lord has given him because of the purity of his witness to him and the way in which Christ and his love shines through him to us and to the world. Now, in the third reading, it begins again with the righteous, that they will live forever, and in the Lord is their recompense and reward, and he remembers them. Therefore shall they receive a splendid crown. But then it goes on to talk about how the Lord will girt on his armor, and he will go to war against the foolish, those who don't believe, those who don't follow God. And he says the universe will war with him against the foolhardy and all of the things that rise up and torment torment the wicked in the judgment of God. And it says, a mighty wind will confront them and winnow them like a tempest. When a harvest is taken in the old days, they would gather it into a barn and then they would have these flails and they would beat the the grain until it got um, kind of broken. At least the outer crust, the outer hull would be loosened from the kernel and then they would take and drive a wind through it fans, and it would blow the chaff away. That's what's happening in the course of this mortal life, that there's a sifting taking place. The righteous are being refined like gold, and the wicked are being blown away like chaff. I think it is important for us to remember that the chastisement that the righteous experience And the winnowing that the wicked experience is precisely the same reality of life in this world. It is the same sufferings that we suffer, they suffer. But for one, it is a purification unto glory and to the other, it's something else. We are involved in the spiritual warfare of the Lord who is winning the hearts of his people in the midst of a world that denies him, that resists him, that does not want to know about. That does not want his interference in their lives. If we come here we come to offer ourselves to be interfered with. To ask for healing is to ask for His interference in our lives and to make us an intervention in the world. By the very fact that the Lord reaches in and heals us, He interferes in the ordinary course of things and makes us witnesses. So we're caught up in this power struggle. We're pawns in it. Is that worthy of our dignity, to be pawns of whoever happens to be stronger, whether it's the Lord Christ or whether it's the Lord Baal from the Old Testament? No, I think there's another meaning for our healing. The Lord is powerful indeed. But he never uses his power without mercy. He never uses his power except for our good. The Lord is the creator of life, not death. And so when he intervenes, when he uses his power to heal us, he is revealing his character. I am not a God who wants to be worshipped because, because I'm powerful, because I'm God. I want worship of me to be gratitude and joy, joy in life. St. Irenaeus says that the glory of God is human nature, human beings, every human person fully alive. He created us for life so when we come here and we ask to be healed and we ask for the healing of others we're asking the lord to take us up that we should be his people that we be made part of his great strategy of revealing his character his goodness his life-giving grace mercy and peace in the world, to the world, for the world. What is healing for? Healing is for knowing the true character of God as the lover of mankind and allowing that revelation to be known in the world. It is to be His witnesses, His martyrs. Glory to Jesus Christ.